Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. It's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday. My name is JJ Jackson, proudly serving as the host of Locked On Blue Devils. You can follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore Make sure you follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts, as this podcast will be available each and every day. If you're watching us on YouTube, thanks for the support. Be sure to like this video, subscribe, all that good jazz. It helps us out tremendously. Next week starts football season for the Duke Blue Devils, but today we're focused on Duke men's basketball recruiting. And for that matter, I've got to bring in my really good buddy, Jason Jordan from Sports Illustrated to join us here on today's program. Jason, the time, as always, is greatly appreciated. How are you, my friend? Doing well, man. How are you? Very well. Thank you for taking some time to uh, join us here today. I said football season is right around the corner, but uh, you know Duke basketball fans. They want to talk basketball and basketball recruiting 365 days. It's got to be one of the more energetic recruiting fan bases that you've probably interacted with throughout your career. Is that fair to say? 100%. Yeah. For, for sure. I'm very passionate. Got to love them. Got to love the Cameron crazies and the extended family they have. It's so much fun. And we obviously love what they're doing on the basketball side of things. And so I want to get it started here today. We've talked in the past a little bit about the 2023 class that Duke has been able to put together. A couple of spots still remain. And the fact that you're here with us today, Jason, I'd like to once again thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football and college basketball recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college terms and conditions apply. That last spot left for grabs for this 2023 class. Maybe not last spot. Maybe there'll be a couple of more spots to go. But obviously there's a spot that opened up when Tyrese Proctor reclassified. Uh, And I think TJ Power is a name that people want to talk about. Yeah, um, big summer, huge July, um, but he'd been consistent all summer. Um, so definitely a guy who, uh, you know, I did a story on him about a week ago um, and how he, his rise uh, and over the course of five days, he got the blue blood offer party. He was the guest of honor. <laughs> so he, uh, you know, he had a big Kansas, the fourth and final EYBL session in Kansas City, he had a 33-point game. Then he turned around and had a 41-point game. And then it just flooded because of the way in which he, he was scoring. I mean, he's 6'8", scores at all three levels, yes. But um, the biggest thing about him is he's just an impact player. And that's, you know, obviously very uh, ambiguous because, you know, he scores. He Well, first and foremost, his, his, his greatest asset is his ability to stroke it from the perimeter, right? Uh, NBA three-point line extended. And so because of that, you have to not only respect it, you have to um, you have to you have to be there. You have, you have to be there, you know, smothering him. But the the thing that keeps him uh, the, the thing that keeps the defense off balance for him is that he I mean, he's shifty even at six, eight. Like he, he's a facilitator, um, a playmaker for himself and his teammates. I mean, he was averaging six, six assists over the summer, five or six assists over the summer. So. 
he's looking to pass. He's looking to make plays. But, I mean, he's a gifted scorer, um, great instincts, and he plays with a chip on his shoulder. I mean, when we talked about it um, in uh, the 33-point game, he said, you know, the funny thing is, I don't know if anybody's ever been to Peach Jam, but um, it's a circus, right? So, But the late games are usually um, is when people start to, especially during the, the pool play. Right. When people start to go home, people start to go wind down in the hotel. So he wasn't he was at a game. He played in the night, a night game, like a nine o'clock game. And that was a 33 point game. And he only had five points at halftime. And he says something really mentally clicked for him at that halftime. Uh, and he you know, obviously went on to have an, an, an amazing game and kind of really was the coming out party. Then he kind of put the exclamation point with the 41. But the, the, the key for that is that he said mentally something really clicked, like, you know, at the risk of sounding cliche. And he said he's never come down from that, that mental shift uh, back in July. So um, it clearly the play indicates that. So um, you guys and everybody else um, <laughs> tend to believe that, obviously. So they're putting the full court press on. But he's an intriguing prospect. Um, definitely a guy who's going to be in that top tier um, when the SI-99 comes out later this year. Well, the last time we spoke was right before that story you had dropped. And so now that it's been out, folks have been able to read it, see some of the quotes in there. And I know that Caleb Foster is someone who's been pretty yeah. vocal about wanting to possibly team up with TJ Power at the next level. Uh, Duke was one of the top five schools that uh, TJ Power announced. So from the Duke angle with the Caleb Foster perspective and that sort of thing, talk to us about this fit in terms of the recruiting class that we already see? Uh, I think he fits in perfectly. I mean, Duke's, um, you know, got gifted scores in the class, um, but he, he would just fall in line because those guys, they would play off each other really well um, because I think their their strengths complement each other really well because, like I said, TJ's an amazing scorer, yes, but he's an amazing facilitator. And at 6'8", with his ability to um, get past people and, you know, drive and kick, get a piece of the paint and kick, score off pin downs, score off catch and shoot, create his shot, um, you know, score in the mid range. And he, this is all efficiently like so he, you know, and people are like, where did he come from? But he's been consistent all year. <laughs> he's been consistent all summer. Uh, he just took it to another level on the biggest stage. So, I mean, talk about seizing the moment. Um, but oh, with that class of oh, that's scary. Jet care. I mean, I don't you know, the, the big thing is where all the shots coming from. But yeah. those guys have a mentality. Um, uh, they're winners first. Like Jared is built like that. Caleb is certainly built like that. Um, TJ is definitely built like that. Mac is built like that. So, um, you know, it's a great problem if you're like, you know, how we're going to get these guys all the shots. But uh, first and foremost, those guys are mentally strong and mentally prepared to um, go into that situation knowing the capabilities of everybody in that class. So, I mean, it would be, it would be certainly be very scary. I think it would solidify Duke at number one and not that they aren't solidified now, but I don't think people will be able to catch up if they grab TJ. Let's talk about the 2023 class in a bit more detail after this first time out here on today's episode of Locked on Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by BetOnline, BetOnline.net. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, 
combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Moving forward on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, the director of college basketball recruiting for Sports Illustrated. So, Duke, one of the top five schools listed for TJ Power. How quickly are we to a decision for Power? Uh, and, and should Duke feel pretty good about the spot that they're in, Jason? Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I, I know he's super impressed with Duke. I mean, he took a visit there. It was a day visit, but um, I think he was there for a day. But he also visited Carolina, I believe, the day before. So took official visits there. Um, he said he wants to – he's eyeing a late September decision. So got about a month, month and a half um, to go on that. But uh, I think he's planning to potentially take some more visits uh, in that gap. So he talked about potentially visiting North Carolina because when he went to North Carolina, the players weren't there. So he wasn't able to see a practice. Um wasn't able to, you know, get a feel for the right. locker room. I, mean, I understand that. I think if he came to North Carolina, um, I think he would visit Duke again um, because that's what he did last time, right? So, and he has family in the area. I don't think he'd do a turn and burn, you know, to North Carolina. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that they're in good position. I don't think it's over by any stretch. Um, I can tell you he definitely doesn't know. <laughs> so it's not one of those things where it's like, okay, this guy's saying he's gonna bit, but I think he's already silently committed. No, isn't that's not the case with him. So it's I think it'll come down to the wire. I think it'll be a fun recruitment for me, not for you guys who agonize <laughs> over that stuff. But um it'll be fun. Um and I think we'll, you know, we'll have a lot of the information uh definitely at SI. So uh stay tuned. It's got to be easy just to knock out both schools when you, I mean, logistically speaking, the yeah. fact that they are so close. Uh, yeah. I know Duke doesn't like to be associated with UNC too frequently, <laughs> but boy, we've seen this a whole lot. All right. So in yeah. that 2023 class, another major riser, I would call it, uh, as of late has been the play of Andre Stoyakovich and Duke's involvement with, uh, with Andre. I mean, a very big name. In the basketball yeah. world, when your last name is Stoyakovich, yeah. you're not going to walk away like, whose son is that? I think you'll be able to right. connect the dots yeah. pretty quickly with this Pops. Tell us a little bit about this player. Yeah, he honestly plays like Pops. Peja Stoyakovich, um, Sacramento Kings legend, the late 90s, early 2000s, played with Chris Weber and yeah. um, Tito Turkoglu. I'm dating myself, Lottie Devox, all those guys, Bobby Jackson. So um, he's, I think he's, Around TJ's height, great size either way, six six, six seven. Um, but they they play similar, right? They're the the, the number one thing for um Andres is his ability to shoot. Go figure that one, right? That was his daddy's number one <laughs> ability to catch and right, shoot. But right. he's great off pin downs, great off uh screens, um, they pick and pop, you know. Also an underrated facilitator, too. But uh, you know, he's at his best when he's looking to score and being aggressive and hunting his shot and you know he oftentimes finds and finds the kill on his shot um just a gifted score all around um he can the way he keeps uh, sounds like tj power the way he keeps the defense off balance is because of his ability to get by his defender and he can finish up the lane he can also he's smart enough to pull up in the mid-range but you know 
he's he's a deep threat, you know, and, and that's where he's going to make his money for sure. Taking a look at, at his recruitment in particular, was what, in, you know, you mentioned at Peach Jam, TJ being able to put in a lot of great performances, a 33-point outing, a 41-point outing. Why has there been such a, a rise sort of in exposure for uh, Stoyakovich as of late? Yeah, well, I mean, he had a big summer with the Compton Magic, right? Um, that's a staple program in the Adidas 3SSB. So, um, you know, I mean, he, all summer being – and the, the biggest thing with him is he's been consistently good, right? So he's – it's not like he's – he had this big – turn. he's had a big tournament all summer. Right? So every weekend he was putting up numbers and uh, putting up highlights. And, you know, I think his his – growth over the summer was uh consistently this way you know where tj's was like this and then july was like this <laughs> you know um but they're they're very similar honestly they're very similar players and um you know i don't think from your guys perspective i mean you're not taking both you know um so because they're very similar players so you know I, I think it will be tough to get Andres uh, from the West Coast. I know UCLA is going to be a major player in this one. Um, but, I, you know, I think it's formidable. I think there's a chance. I don't think it'll be over tomorrow. So, and um, that's the thing. Same thing with TJ. Like, because we have a month and a half until we realize, you know, we hear the decision uh, potentially. Um, a lot of things can happen. I mean, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I say this all the time, but um, – not only do visits change the scope, scope, I mean, they can change somebody's mind. I mean, black and white, 180 sure. Let's not forget, Jay Williams was going to Carolina. He was just going to Duke, uh, you know, as a, his dad wanted him to take a visit to Duke. I mean, I don't know if people know that story, but, you know, and then when he went there, he was like, oh, my God, Duke, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think if he, if he can get him, if they can get uh, – a visit or you know um because it's not you know i think if they can get him on campus and i, I don't know you know it's just that it's one of those things where whoever i think whoever pops first and i, I want to say it looks like tj might pop first but i don't know you know these things are so there's so much unknown with him and with his timeline uh stoyakovich so um we'll see I, you know but i don't think it's over I hate to say that. I don't think it's over before TJ's, but we could see. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll have to see. This is a moment where we wish we had a fast forward button to be yeah. able to kind of figure out uh, what everybody's feeling, the gauge and that sort of thing yeah. that's in place. And uh, to get Andre Stoyakovich on campus would be a big step. Obviously, yeah. you've got the, the Duke offer already. Uh, but one, like you're saying, if you could get somebody on a visit, Duke starts to sell itself in that way. And really being around practices and that sort of thing. Yeah. That, and that's, you know, I, I mean, is he, everybody, you know, that the back channel conversations is, is he staying out West? That's, that's the rumor, right? right? Um, that's not, you know, people know that. Right. So, um, and I've, I have Intel, you know, to, to, to kind of co-sign that, but, you know, I'm like, I'm from the show me state. So if you start taking visits, like if you take a Duke visit, then you then you show me it's real. So yeah, you know, up. if they put him on campus, then you know that would be more telling to me. Now we are planning to do something on him, so just stay tuned for that. Okay. Um, but you know, I, I guess we could get a better feel then. But you know, 
all my intel, all my uh, very, very, uh, uh, very, very good sources are saying that it's going to be tough to get him off the West Coast. But um, they're also saying that it's not as done as people think. So, um, and that's anywhere. To kind of my point about TJ, I don't think he knows. Right. Well, let's, uh, yeah. I mean, we've got a lot to follow then, and, and more stories coming at Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Jason Jordan, our guest, once again here today on Lockdown Blue Devils. Let's take one final timeout on today's program. We wrap up after this. Here on Lockdown Blue Devils, we want to let you know about the ultimate college football preview. Thanks again for making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen every day. But the ultimate college football preview is here a seven episode preview with college experts local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything that you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. You could search for the Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in here, the final segment on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson, alongside my buddy Jason Jordan, the Director of College Basketball Recruiting for Sports Illustrated. I want to get to a couple of names for the class of 2024 and we can go more in depth in the weeks to come and that sort of thing. But before we do that, I did want to touch on uh, over the past week, we were able to see some 2023 guys for Duke and Jared McCain, Caleb Foster and Mackenzie Mbaco get to play uh, up at Rucker park, a slam high school recruiting event. Tell us a little bit about this event. Jace looks really cool. And it yeah. was fun to see a couple of Duke guys playing there at Rucker park. Oh, well, Rutgers, the Mecca, right? So it's just a fun end of the summer event, um, huge event. The Slam does great with that. Um, uh, but it's just, it, you know, people call New York City the Mecca, and that is the Mecca blacktop court. Well, at blacktop court, not anymore. But <laughs> but it's just probably just a great, great end of the summer uh, send-off for those guys after a long summer hard work and um, just an exposure event. I mean, you, you don't go there and uh, – go there for a scouting thing. You can probably maybe go there for, for entertainment, you know, sure, because sure. Rucker is all about the show, not really about the defense, you know, so <laughs> those guys probably just had a, f- a fun few days bonding together, but amazing event. Uh, it all, all, it's a typical all-star game, but it's, you know, outside and, um, you know, they do obviously do a great job with that one. Uh, they, they have great names and, you know, uh, then the New York City crowd, it, it's all about the vibe there in New York City. You know how those fans, the fans are crazy. They're right on top of you and they feed off the energy of the crowd. So it's more like one-on-one matchups, throw it out. They'd be like, you know, they'll be called for the ball. Centers can be the point guard out there. You know, it's like a street ball thing, um, but um, great event. One of the best events of the summer. A lot of fun to watch, particularly all the Duke guys together in one spot. So uh, congrats again to those guys for being able to participate. So uh, we turn our attention to the class of 2024. It was this time last year, it was the fall of last year, where the future class for Duke men's basketball sort of came together. That's the way the landscape is. I know a couple of guys make later decisions, but it feels as though uh, we're setting up for a fall that could possibly see some decisions for 2024 guys. Who are some of those top targets out there for the Duke Blue Devils, would you say? Well, I definitely would say Nas Cunningham. A lot of people uh, regard him as the top player in 2024. Um, okay. Had a great summer. He's with overtime elite now, 6'7 wing, scores in a lot of different ways. I mean, I think he's probably on the or near the top of their board. Trey Johnson, Dylan Harper, James Brown's a 
seven foot, well, 6'10", 6'11", shot blocker out of Chicago, had a big summer. Bryson Tucker is a 6'6", wing um, that they've offered. I, you know, I think on the next tier, probably Liam McNeely is on their board. Um, had an amazing summer uh, on the EYBL. Um, just a versatile 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, wing who uh, was very, very dominant for Drive Nation this summer. And then Trenton Flowers is a name that's starting to pop up a little bit more. Um, so, uh, you know, I think John's casting a wide net, right? Like wider than, I would say, slightly wider than normal, but I like it. Like I, I like, you know, let's offer uh, a bunch of five talented five stars. And at the end of the day, if we get three of them, man, we're probably gonna have the number one class, you know? Sure. So, um, and they're in, I'll tell you with, with a lot of these guys, you know, it's, it's the reaction you want. I've talked to all of them and it's, oh, it's Duke. Oh, Duke. I got the Duke, oh, you know? So, um, I do think some of them will pop maybe in the fall. Um, but I think some of them will probably go the distance. I mean, um, I don't see Nas's Nas's recruitment any, anytime soon. I think Trey could go out, you know, for a while. Um, but I know those are two of their top targets for 24. And um, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, the fall, I, I do, I'll say this because of the transfer portal. Now, for the guys that you guys want, it, it's not going to affect them to that degree. I'll say that they are in the, you know, all of, all of the prospects, even the the five stars that Duke is coming after, they have to take into consideration, and they do, the transfer portal and the fact that Duke could potentially take uh, an 18 and eight guy over you, uh, young freshman, <laughs> who right. hasn't proved himself on the college level. So, so to your point, I think some guys will pop before they typically would have, if the portal wasn't the portal. So that's just something that that you know you have to contend with, but. By and large, for the guys that you guys want, like Nas isn't really worried about not getting a spot if he wants right. to come. Trey isn't really worried about not most of these guys. I mean, James either, you know. So uh, it'll be interesting to see because this is kind of this is kind of the first class where we're going to see if they're going to pop early. You know, this is where it's starting to it's only growing from here. That transfer portal uh, effects are only growing from here. So we'll start to see more and more, uh, you know, the long-term effects and how it, it's going to get the knee-jerk reaction from the 24 kids and beyond. Look, I just always appreciate the honesty, right, Jason? And we've talked before, you being based out of that Raleigh-Durham area, yeah. throwing the you guys out there. and You certainly do understand Duke basketball, uh, given the last decade plus or so, we really do care about those top guys for the most part. 100%. 100%. I mean, <laughs> the program is based on it, so – you know, it's clear who your targets are. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, the time is always greatly appreciated. Tell us a little bit more about Sports Illustrated and their college basketball recruiting coverage. Where can we find more of it? Uh, always si.com, college basketball section, um, and jason.c. Oh, I'm sorry. Jason C. Jordan on Instagram. And obviously, thanks right there, Jason Jordan, SI <laughs> on Twitter. So, yeah, hit me up anytime. Uh, we'll have a lot of stuff. Great stuff coming this week as well. Looking forward to talking to you again sometime soon, Jason. Thanks for the time today. Thank you. All right. That's my buddy Jason Jordan joining us on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for another episode of Locked On Blue Devils here today. Thanks so much for making us your first listen every single day. 
Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcast as well. That'll do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.